This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Episode 27. We talk about Peter's Krav Maga brown belt test that he's taking right after the podcast. You know it's going to be a long test when they tell you, drink lots of water and bring your protective cup. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast. I'm your co-host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing today, Peter? Fantastabulous. <laughs> Fantastabulous. Yes. All right. Um, well, I did notice that you do have your Krav Maga shirt on today. Um, I do. So you're, you're you're representing our topic today. <laughs> <laughs> I am prepared. Yes. You're you're I, the you're the dude going to the concert with the concert tee on. That's it. Or <laughs> no. or the guy wearing the uh, Captain America T-shirt to uh, you know the the Avengers movie or something. <laughs> nice. Am, or maybe I guess, I guess I am. I might be kind of like one of those guys dressed like Luke Skywalker going to a Star Wars movie too. <laughs> oh boy. What's, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. All right. Cool. (laughs) Well, before we get into (laughs) (laughs) before we get into Krav Maga, uh, what's been new? What's happening? You you, uh... (laughs) view? Well, let's see. Uh, Pokemon Go update. Uh, I am now level twenty. Level twenty. Awesome. About about a quarter of the way into level twenty-one or so, and um, let's see. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this. But let's just find out because if you can, then I mean this will this will say it all. Uh, anybody heard. who knows anything about Pokemon Go will appreciate uh, this. Pikachu! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I caught a Pikachu. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. I haven't used it because he's kind of a wimp, and you know, since I only have one, I can't really power him up to do anything. <laughs> but I have one. So nice. yeah, that's great. Nice. Yeah, so I have a I have a Pikachu. And, yeah. uh, there you go. The closest uh, I've gotten is I have seen one in the area, but there mm-hmm. is that I was in a residential area, and you know the saying it says, "Please do not trespass while playing Pokemon." <laughs> but Pikachu's on the other side of the fence. There, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, on that note, we um, another the other another rare one that I caught was um, Onyx. He's like a big rock snake kind oh, of thing. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, we found him, and uh, so I got him. But again, these ones that are super rare, it's like, okay, great, I have one. Okay. <laughs> I can't use him because out of the box he's you know he needs to be powered up he needs to be upgraded so great and and of course Venusaur being my favorite based on that video that we linked to in uh, the first time we talked about I still have no Venusaur Ivysaur or Bulbasaur <laughs> so it, it's just kind of funny that you know like that's the whole reason and 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 uh, Bulbasaur who becomes Ivysaur who becomes Venusaur who is absolutely hilarious is um the uh, he's one of the first ones that you can find mm-hmm. and i didn't realize that apparently after you when you launch the app for the very first time you are presented with a rare pokemon 
Yeah. And in my case, it was uh, Charmander, mm-hmm. who becomes Charmeleon, who becomes Charizard. <laughs> yeah. And um, okay, that was great. Well, uh, I didn't know that. Apparently, if I had just waited and like turned around from side to side, I would have seen a Pikachu or a a Bulbasaur or mm-hmm. whatnot. And my friends, who I play with every now and then, the the same couple who uh, found those uh, laptops a few uh, we we talked about a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, they um, they they've they've been accumulating uh, Bulbasaurs like leftover right, <laughs> and they think it's just absolutely hilarious that I don't have one yet. <laughs> Makes me want to duel them every time they bring it up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, but, uh, I had the same experience. I didn't. I didn't realize that there were going to be like these unique ones that you could pick up right off the bat. And I just picked up the first thing that I saw. It's like, yeah. hey, there's something. Click. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> like, oh, this is that. that's how this game works. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, little did I know. I could have had a Bulbasaur. And then I'd be done. I wouldn't have to play the game anymore because that's the only one I want. And, uh, you know, it'd be great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm learning lots of little, uh, little interesting things about it. And um, I also uh, told my manager uh, where I'm reporting to now. At, uh, I have this uh, long-term contract that I'm working uh, in security operations for a large healthcare provider now. Um, about a week or so ago, we had an email circulated along uh, the help desk and uh, along security w- educating uh, people as to this uh, Pokemon thing. <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon. It's P O K E capital M A N. And they were warning about Pokemans in the institution. <laughs> and it was a very interesting discussion uh you know like uh, this is what you need to know you know they have these gyms and there are these stops and they go to the battle and they do these gyms and you know the, the problem is we've had parents leaving their children unattended while they go and <laughs> search for mm-hmm. rare pokemon and stuff and apparently at, at least one hospital has had their helipad be a waypoint <laughs> And for that reason, apparently there are a large number of organizations are contacting Niantic and telling them that you've got to remove us, you know, <laughs> get your geolocation points off of our map. We don't want you, you know, here. So uh, that's kind of interesting. You know, that's that's really an interesting just phenomenon. I, I mean, we're I mean, it's virtual reality. Like, you got to remove this from my property. There's not really anything on your property. (laughs) (laughs) Get this non-existent Pokemon off of my property. (laughs) But, um, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. I mean, Uh obviously you don't want children on a helipad. But that would that could be bad. That could be bad. Or you could yeah. secure the helipad. I don't know. <laughs> You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, brother. So. So yeah, that, that's the so that's what's new in uh, in uh, Pokemon um, in Pokemon universe there. Cool. And I told you I was looking at our Google Analytics, and that I was very surprised to see a large number of listeners in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like listening to our podcast. I wonder if that's my friend who just moved there. I have a friend who just uh, moved to Ox- moved there to uh, go to Oxford. 
Okay. It so. could be her just downloading this again and again and again. <laughs> she, she really likes listening to your voice. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know I had that effect. So so maybe so maybe it's just your friend. Maybe we're an interest in the UK. I don't know why. Maybe we're we're big in Europe. <laughs> we're big in Europe. Quite <laughs> possible. Oh, uh, boy. So. I also have a uh, hilarious little uh, add-on for the show notes, which we will add in today. Which is a uh, speaking of Britain, it's probably her, and um, I will put a link to the the person who is probably downloading our podcast over and over again and sharing her thoughts on Pokemon. So <laughs> I will add that that link into the show notes. Make sure it gets in there, please. Sure thing. All right, and then. That I mentioned earlier, well, so actually Tim Richter and I are working on scheduling out everything. How uh, is Tim Richter? He's doing well. He's, well, tell uh, him I said hi. I, I'll tell him that you said hi. Because <laughs> Tim and I don't talk. He don't talk. He, <laughs> no. yeah, he did mention to tell you hi, too. Okay, well. that's, great. that's great. Well, tell him that, uh, that I said thank you for telling me hi. That's good. All right, cool. <laughs> so the... Uh, so he and I are working on scheduling because, you know, as a small business owner, you wear a ton of hats. And what I find is sometimes you have so many hats to wear that you really become inefficient when you don't intentionally take on these roles and, and do the things that you need to be doing. You get drawn to the whatever. What's that four quadrant thing the where you're working on the most important, most, you know, you get it's drawn be important and urgent and then there's not important and not urgent and you get dragged into not important and not urgent i don't know why that's the best quadrant to be in <laughs> because that seems to be where i land so i don't think it is no yeah you're <laughs> right it is not the best place to be so we're working on uh getting getting our scheduling to reflect during the eight hours of business or nine uh getting us into the right quadrant and we're doing that by scheduling and scheduling out so like I'm keeping the main thing that I'm doing right now is just keeping track of my time what am I doing and keeping myself honest and like today I was intentionally keeping track of my time and I had to write you know 30 minutes screwing off I guess that's how I have yeah. to classify this time because I didn't do anything productive I didn't do anything that was sea level or anything like that so but you and i talked about that at one time and you're like dude i cannot live in that constraint <laughs> yep uh, well you know that's that's actually not true tracking my time is something i can do planning it out ahead of time though is that's where i fall mm -hmm. so i i just can't do that because uh, i don't know maybe it's just me but stuff happens stuff mm -hmm. comes up I do get pulled away sometimes, and sometimes it's for more important things than, you know, being chief cook and bottle washer. Yeah. You know, sometimes, <laughs> like, important stuff happens, and then it's just such a, a labor to have to resort everything and reschedule everything that you had planned on doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. So. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you know if it, if it helps me any or if it's just uh, something that went across my plate that I forgot about later. Yeah, I'd be curious. <laughs> All right. So do you want to talk about uh, your brown belt? I mean, is that something that's easy? Could, 
could I get it done in this quarter? Uh, I'm going to go with no. No? Maybe yeah. next quarter? I'm going to go with probably. You're going to need a lot of scheduling. <laughs> i got to work on that schedule, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if you're training about four hours a day. <laughs> Every oh, day. That, I didn't see that in my calendar. Yeah, see? That's why I was saying. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So, um... Yeah, as we've discussed on the podcast before, um, I've been practicing Krav Maga now since, uh, I guess it's 2012. Mm -hmm. And um, this, including extended outages for two surgeries, um, that is both, you know, both shoulders had, having rotator cuff repairs, uh, I've been fairly consistent. And this is um, it's probably been the most consistent run I've had with any martial discipline now. Um, and this is coming from someone who's a second degree black belt in Aikido. Uh, so yeah, tonight is my brown belt test. Brown belt is the level before black belt. And traditionally Krav Maga, uh, it's, it's a relatively new discipline, you know, it's, it's founded in the, in the forties, 1940s. Yeah. And uh, as opposed to like the, the 1740s or the, or, or the, the forties, like, you know, <laughs> Zero four zero yeah <laughs> exactly. Um, it is um, they they don't generally they don't really use belts, but here in America you know we 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 don't know where we stand so we like to <laughs> you know it's good to have goals and yada yada yada. But uh, anyway, here we have ranks and belts, and uh, so this is one step away from black belt. And most people, if you say, "Hey, I'm a black belt in something." they will generally get a sense of, ooh, you know, or maybe a sense of, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it does mean that you've put in, generally it does mean that you've put in a significant amount of time. Mm -hmm. And uh, a black belt in just about any discipline, the, with, with the possible exception of Six Sigma, I don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. I, I just know that they have black belts in there too. <laughs> um, it's generally a multi-year process. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, I've seen places that claim you can, you know, oh, earn your black belt in like three years, different degrees, different. It, it's it, At this point, it's somewhat subjective. Yeah. You know, it depends on the school, depends on the teacher, depends on the art, it depends on the person, you know, it depends on the student. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it depends on you, the time and effort that you're going to put in and um, your natural aptitude to towards something as well. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, injury time and recovery time and things like the work-life balance and family mm -hmm. and other stuff that you might be doing. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so tonight is my, uh, my brown belt test. And my previous test was last year in June, I believe, and that was for uh, the the purple belt. And they they restructured things uh, a couple of years ago, so um, I've skipped over one of them. I like double tested, went up two ranks, and tonight ah. it's brown belt. But uh, this will be the third time that I've actually gone through the brown belt test because. <laughs> I went through it all the way to the end when I tested for my green belt, um, and my friend Joe was going for his brown belt at the time, and I stayed with him. I was his training partner through the entire thing. And I also went through it all the way again uh, when all of my friends were going for their black belts last summer. I went through when I was going for my purple belt right up until like the last 10 or 20 minutes 
And that was um, basically the only thing I missed was sparring uh, against multiple attackers. Mm -hmm. So essentially it was like after five hours of grueling testing, including all the techniques, all the self-defenses, boxing, paired sparring, knife and gun and shotgun defenses, you got attacked by two other people. And it was full, you know, full contact, wearing gloves, shins, headgear, uh-huh. the whole thing. So um, they, he, my teacher had me sit out on that one. He said, no, Peter, you're done. You're, you're good, you know. So, And at the end of it, as he was giving out the belts, he was like, that was one hell of a purple belt test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, well, geez, if you really felt that way, you know, I'll take a different belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so tonight's, uh, tonight's going for the brown. And, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. It's uh, just one other guy, one of my uh, classmates and I are going for Brown, and a couple of others are going for um, the, you know, levels below. So it may not take all of the uh, allotted time, but uh, the schedule is from 6.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. Yeah, so that's what we're doing tonight. So, yeah. So so what do you expect, I mean, what do you expect tonight? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean... I'm going to start, um, I expect that the first half hour or so is going to be uh, a combination of shadow boxing and uh, endurance drills uh, mm-hmm. to basically to tire us out. Mm-hmm. So the first 30-ish minutes are generally, like the first several minutes will be like two-minute rounds of boxing. Mm-hmm. And the first couple of ones are just usually just to get loosened up, you know, so we start working through it. And then we amp up the pace a little bit. And then after a couple more rounds of that, um, the, we, well, in between all of those rounds, he'll often, our teacher will often have us doing sprawls or burpees. Mm-hmm. So there's like a minute break in between, but you got to do, say, five sprawls or maybe, you know, on a, on a bad day or on a really good day, ten burpees. Yeah. Um, and then we move into uh, boxing gloves and focus mitts. So, for instance... Um, one of us, you know, my partner will put on his gloves, I'll put on the mitts and I'll be holding for punches. Uh, so, you know, they're calling out combos and combinations. He's throwing the punches. I'm holding the mitts. Then we'll switch roles. I mm-hmm. put on the gloves. He holds the mitts. We do that for a round. And then we'll frequently do things like, uh, we will switch and one of us will be attacking. The other will be defending. So again, they're calling out the combos, and one of us is throwing, and the other is defending, mm-hmm. and then just moves on. It you know just kind of like builds, and then uh, after that, uh, we may do some real just like free sparring for mm-hmm. some time, uh, which is all kickboxing. So kicks and punching is uh, allowed, and then uh, we usually start moving into the self-defense drills. So what to do if you get choked? What to do if mm-hmm. you get bear hugged? Um, bear hug from behind, from the front, up against the wall, choked up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do uh, kick and punch defenses. Mm-hmm. So what happens if, you know, like someone walks up to you on the street and just throws a punch, for example. Right. Um, we move into then some groundwork, which is mostly uh, jujitsu techniques. Mm-hmm. So um, like, okay, you've gotten into a fight, you've been taken to the ground, now you're lying on the ground and mm-hmm. some guy's on top of you. Yeah. How do you get him off? And, or you, you know, and we'll do both sides. Okay, you've gotten to the ground, you wound up on top. How do you maintain that advantage and, sub, you know, submit your opponent? Yeah. 
so we do that for some time, and then we usually move into weapons, and that would be for brown belt. That's going to go all the way, uh, including uh, pistol, knife, and long gun. So shotgun or rifle. Mm-hmm. So uh, and these are uh, you know like threats. They're not like active shooter situation. Right. It's someone has walked up to you at, at very close range, pulled out a gun, and says, you know, either give me your wallet or get in the car or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? So um, we do those techniques for some time. And again, that's, um, you know, gun from the front, gun from behind, hostage situation where, say, you're being, uh, you know, like one arm is around your neck and a gun being held to your temple, for Mm -hmm. example. How do you get away from something like that? Yeah. Or um, long gun, you know, some guy with a shotgun, you know, yells at you and says, get off my lawn, that kind of thing. <laughs> long gun. <laughs> if, he says, if he says, get off get off my lawn, I would just run away and get yeah, off Yeah, get off lawn. your lawn. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, Sorry, bro. Playing Pokemon <laughs> Go, that might be a useful <laughs> skill, right? Um, and then uh, also uh, stick defenses, like uh, what happens if you get attacked by someone with, uh, you know, like a club or a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, gee, I think that pretty much runs through. I think that's about it. <laughs> what? That's all. That's it. That's it. Just five, six hours of that. Nothing, not much. <laughs> well, that, so. that brought me to a couple of questions about Krav Maga in general. How do you, how do you practice the things that you would, you can't do, for like example, gouging someone's eyes out, gouging somebody's eyes out, <laughs> kicking them in the knee. You know, obviously y- you can't practice executing that without hurting somebody how do you practice those kind of things certain things well we have a lot of uh pads for example like we're we're throwing full force as fast as you can as hard as you can punches a lot and when we're doing that hold on one second i'll show you we're not this isn't a video podcast so i can't show our (laughs) listener but great big pad yeah, what you can do is you can describe to our listeners what I'm holding up here. This is called a tombstone pad, all right, yeah. and it's about a four-inch thick pad or mm-hmm. so, um, and it's got, got several handles. handles. Mm-hmm. Yep, handles on the sides and on the back, and you generally hold it. We hold it like about a half an inch to an inch off of our chest, mm-hmm. and our partner we're training with will be punching it mm-hmm. full force. Okay. Um, and this we use for punches, for elbows and knees and groin kicks. Okay. So this is how you train to do stuff like that, like kick in the groin. You will hold it. You you know, sort of bend over with your um, you know bend at the hips, hinge at the hips at about a forty-five degree angle, and take a full force kick in the groin. Okay. You still um, wear your cup though, just in case. Oh, <laughs> I I wear my cup and my mouth guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, cause it is possible that one of these days the thing could grit, you know, could, could, could break you, you could slip, your partner could, you know, misjudge and overshoot <laughs> yeah. all kinds of different things are, um, you know, are possible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, this is one example of, you know, of, a of a, a tool that we use called the tombstone pad. And I also was holding up for you to see the, uh, focus mitts. This is a, you know, sample. Yeah. Mitt. Like you a know, big so flat a, pad you can punch about the size big of a head, bigger than Bingo. a head. Bingo! It's about well, you know, I've got some some pretty big friends, so that's about <laughs> the size of their head. That's the size of their big. Look at the melon on yep. that guy. <laughs> a nice big leather pad for punching. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's those are a couple of examples how we do uh, some things. And uh, we also do some training to absorb 
being hit, you know, absorbing mm-hmm. punches and kicks. Um, those are not generally full force kicks yeah. and punches that we're absorbing. Um, but we're wearing boxing gloves, so we often will, you know, do like shots to the body and to the arms. Um, generally, we don't do a lot of hits to the head full force. Yeah. Uh, when uh, which which some of my uh, friends don't seem to remember sometimes when we're sparring you know the headgear comes out and it's like oh right we can tee off (laughs) (laughs) so you know our teacher you know he he generally keeps people in in control so they don't get crazy and no one i've never seen any serious injuries as a result of um you know like stupidity like that and you know in training and recklessness yeah uh yeah i've seen minor injuries i was training the, the other night i accidentally elbowed a girl uh in the chin and yeah. it was very light, you know, it was very light and I was able to pull it, but she was just a little shorter than I expected and my elbow was a little higher up and mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a thunking sound. She assured me multiple times throughout the evening that she was okay, so, you know, I didn't feel too bad, but I did feel a little bit sloppy and, uh, yeah. you know, I made sure, like, okay, wake up, dear dude, because if someone does that to me, I, I, I get a little bit bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> So I can understand that, you know. mm-hmm. but she didn't. So that was cool. So uh, yeah, so that's uh, so that's how we train. You know, when you say like full force to see what these things are like. Other techniques, um, you know, we we just can't really do full force. Uh, for instance, one of the uh, defenses is if you more likely this would apply to a woman, um, but uh, say like you're up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And you're being held there by a guy, and yeah. he's trying to do something inappropriate. Uh, first thing you do is, you know, if your arms are free, um, you box the guy in the ears. Mm-hmm. That generally tends to, you know, stun you for a little bit, and then you grab, uh, you know, grab by the the back, the the head, hands around the head, and thumbs in the eyes. Yeah. Well, you can't do that full <laughs> yeah. on, you know. You, you go through training partners real fast. <laughs> yeah, they don't come back. <laughs> yeah, they, I don't know what it is. I mean, they said they had health insurance. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you have to be careful about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of these things you have to simulate. And that's a, that's a fine line because especially with um, – uh, you know, with newer students, you see them throwing, you know, really half-hearted, half-distance, you know, punches. Like, mm-hmm. I'm showing you on, th- on on screen what some of these look like, and it's, you know, it's kind of a joke. Yeah. And so, you know, our teachers will always, will, you know, be emphasizing if he sees anything like that. It says, no, you know, like, if you're hitting like this, you're punching from the 10th floor, you know, wind up and really haul off. Yeah. Because if you train, like, you know, doing tap, 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 the, the way I liken it is there's a silversmith's hammer. Mm-hmm. You can imagine a dingy little, you know, like a little ball peen hammer that you use for finishing a fine piece of, you know, equipment. Right. And then there's a sledgehammer. Yeah. You're going to get different results with those two different tools. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in, in we're, we're going for the sledgehammer effect. Yeah. So, um, you know, we try to train that way. And again, it, it's a challenge. Sometimes, you know, we when we're throwing a punch that would go to the head, we're instructed to, like, punch over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And in previous schools, uh, we were often, you know, taught in, like, in Taekwondo, uh, when you're punching, you just stop, you know, like, half an inch away from yeah. your opponent's face. Well, that that's, that's kind of dangerous. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so you gotta. There's a there's a fine line sometimes that you gotta cross or you don't want to cross, um, but you have to sort of just you know you train. That's how you that's how you do that is you practice. Somebody so. needs to make a uh, head dummy that you could gouge the eyes out. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, those splatter ducks. You can... Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. Something made of ballistics gel, right? So. Ew. This feels I, I'm gross. I'm pretty sure if you try on, if you check online, you'll probably find plenty of stuff that's <laughs> probably just like what you're describing. Yeah. So, so anyway, so. yeah, I've been um, this this week. I've been a little less restrictive on the diet. I've, um, I've been allowing a little more carbs than usual. You got a lot to, of. To, to sort of prep for you know this marathon that's coming up this evening. Yeah. And uh, I will be uh, you know guzzling um, uh, guzzling Gatorade like a fire hose, I'm sure, through the evening. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's my plan. I'm gonna uh, actually as soon as we're done here, I have a conference call for about half an hour, and then I'm gonna go to my gym just so that I can use their hydro massage bed. Oh, nice! <laughs> and just you know, just a quick, quick ten-minute back massage, just to limber up, and then uh, then I'll be heading over and wish me luck. That'll be cool. So we'll have. Do you do you like get an actual brown belt at the end yes. of it? Okay, yep, we do now. Yep. So hopefully uh, by by this time tomorrow, or you know, in about uh, ten hours or so, I will have an actual brown belt. I mean, I already have an actual brown belt. It's, it's <laughs> It's leather, metal class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it. it looks great when I go out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, too, is like there, there's nothing magical that's going to happen tonight. You know, I, I won't be, you know, suddenly, but, you know, okay, I'll be one step closer to my black belt. Fine. Um, but it's not like some kind of mystical transformation takes <laughs> takes occurrence tonight, you know. No, like no. I I go to the well and suddenly, oh, the skies well, open up. Don't take that away from me, Peter, because that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, I can shoot fireballs and you know, spinning breakfast. <laughs> yeah, finish so, him. Finish him exactly. I want to see you. <laughs> Let's see you reach down a guy's throat and pull out a skeleton. Pull out a skeleton yeah, and pull the spine out and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's just it's it's a step along the way, you know. Yeah. And they say it's it's the journey, not the destination. So uh, so far, I've been enjoying this journey and I uh, look forward to con- continuing it. Cool. Well, we'll need a uh, we need a picture of you with the brown belt to post. Absolutely, and hopefully I'll still be standing at that time. <laughs> yeah, you might have a, a bruised eye, you know. Oh, that's happened. <laughs> yeah. I've had bruises, I've had black eyes, I've had, you know, lots of marks. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun, you know, so. First rule of Krav Maga, don't talk about Krav Maga. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> uh, boy. All right, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh Anything else you want to talk about, Krav Maga? Mm, I think that's about it. Um, we, uh, I did speak with my instructor. He says he is uh, happy to be our guest at some point. So okay. I'd like to have him on and get his perspective. Probably be a rehash of a lot of the stuff that we spoke about on our first episode when we talked about it. But uh, just like, you know, I like to get that reinforcement and see if I was completely off base on anything <laughs> and uh, yeah. see what he has to say. Yeah. I, I think it'll be fun to get an, you know, a genuine expert's per- perspective. Yeah. So. I imagine he's probably pretty fun because you don't do that job unless you're a little bit not right (laughs) (laughs) 
well, I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> yeah. and, and I, will, I will tell him that you said that. What do you mean not right? Cool. Well, on that note, I should probably uh, get preparing because I have to finish applying my uh, kinesiology tape to all of my tender and uh, parts that, that, that tend to fall apart when not properly strapped together. I thought you were so, just practicing for the Blue Man Group. No, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's paint, if you believe it or not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've got kinesiology tape on my thumb. I sprained my thumb. Um, uh, it was about a month ago or so. I, I, I threw an uppercut, and I did not have a properly closed fist, and as a result, uh, my thumb has been – still hurts today, but I've had it braced most days. Um, and I've got some other uh, tapes around, like, other sore spots – so um, this this stuff, I think it really works. So it it helps. Cool. But, I've never yeah, tried it. It's worth trying. Like if you've got um, you know chronic soreness, and they say it helps with endurance and helps um, uh, pro uh, postpone fatigue, mm-hmm. and uh, essentially it just increases blood flow and blood circulation in the areas where it's applied when properly applied. So very cool. Hopefully it'll do the trick. So all right. On that note, I'm going to go eat another banana. All right. And, uh, drink a little bit of coconut water and uh, go get a massage. That sounds great. Good luck. And then, then enter in the gates of hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see you on the other side or it'll be a different intro next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is Adam, your co-host, and... Uh, your host. Yeah, host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no longer with us. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Soon. All right. All right. Well, very I'll good. Talk to you later. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> bye bye. Big red button. <laughs>